The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 102 on page 464. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my crying come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the time of my trouble. Incline thine ear unto me when I call. O hear me, and that right soon. For my days are consumed away like smoke, and my bones are burnt up as it were a firebrand. My heart is smitten down and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. For the voice of my groaning, my bones will scarce cleave to my flesh. I am become like a pelican in the wilderness, and like an owl that is in the desert. I have watched him even as it were a sparrow, that sitteth alone upon the housetop. Mine enemies revile me all the day long, and they are mad upon me, and they that are mad upon me are sworn together against me. For I have eaten ashes as it were bread, and mingled my drink with weeping. And that, because of thine indignation and wrath, for thou hast taken me up and cast me down. My days are gone like a shadow, and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance throughout all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Sion, for it is time that thou have mercy upon her, yea, the time is come. And why? Thy servants think upon her stones, and it pitieth them to see her in the, in the dust. The nations shall fear thy name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy majesty. When the Lord shall build up Sion, and when his glory shall appear. When he turneth him unto the prayer of the poor destitute, and despiseth not their desire. This shall be written for those that come after, and the people which thou, which shall be born shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down upon from his sanctuary. Out of the heaven did the Lord behold the earth. 
that he might hear the mournings of such that are in captivity, and deliver them that are appointed unto death. That they may declare the name of the Lord in Sion, and his worship at Jerusalem. When the peoples are gathered together, and the kingdoms also, to serve the Lord. He brought down my strength in my journey, and shortened my days. But I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of mine age. As for thy years, they endure throughout all generations. Thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. They all shall wax old, as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall stand fast in thy sight. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth Exodus. Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All those who were descendants of Jacob were seventy persons, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and it happen, in the event of war, that they also join our enemies and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramses, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shiphrah, and the other was Puah. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives, and said to them, Why have you done this thing, and saved the male children alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dwelt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was, because the midwives feared God, that he provided households for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 26th verse of the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation? Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent, for you can't... You will, for you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are the subjects to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is shameful for women to speak in church. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophecy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create, making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run to any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. The beginning of Exodus in the text uh, is is written as a continuation of of Genesis. The first word in the King James it's now, but in Hebrew it's really an and, and it it so narratively just is like a continuation of what we just read in Genesis and in another place. Um, and what chapter one does very uh, consciously is to continue the themes or to re restate the themes of the creation. Uh, the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. God had said back in the beginning, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The land was filled with them. Uh, and it talks about them uh, even being, uh, being becoming sort of great mighty, which <clears throat> um, harkens to the promise <clears throat> that God made to Abraham, uh, he'll make him a, a great nation. And so you you have the sense of the creation 
um, mandate being fulfilled in God's people now in the land who are prospering. <clears throat> but then you also have this theme of opposition, and it it surfaces this timeless spiritual narrative of the battle of God's people against adversaries. Uh, from the you know from the beginning, you you know you had um, righteous Abel who was killed by Cain, but here you have a larger narrative of of God's chosen people abundantly multiplying, and now the opposition to that. And there's something, there's the beginning of a kind of timeless biblical narrative, because what's going to come out of this fruitful production is um, the birth of Moses, who will be saved miraculously uh, from the water. And in Revelation, there's what, what this, it provides a sort of narrative type of Christ, where uh, in Revelation, you know, that the, the, the woman gives birth to a male child and the serpent tries to consume it, but it's miraculously saved. So the whole narrative by which Moses becomes a deliverer of Israel here is timeless and is fulfilled and points forward to the way that Christ is, it becomes the, the savior of all. And, and the narrative of opposition by the evil is, is continued, <clears throat> but also the narrative that that the opposition by the evil does not succeed in thwarting the will of God. And this is something even the psalm today picks up. So it provides a test, a trial, a threat, as it were, to God's plan. But God um, works through that opposition and triumphs. And one of the ironies of Exodus is that, um, that the rulers in Egypt purposely oppress God's people at the end of Exodus, um, God's people escape and they are plundered with a, a series of plagues. So it doesn't work out well when you take on God. It just takes a while for God's judgments to be manifest. And so these themes come up uh, in, in Exodus that are throughout the scriptures and even the narrative of the church, that, that God's blessing is upon the church. It, 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 it enjoys that. And as it does that, it gets opposed. And as it stays faithful to their opposition, God's the gospel, the church itself is purified, and also the witness uh, continues in, into the world. Um, I, I think it's necessary to say a few things about the the New Testament lesson, especially the the, the, the rather jarring verses that women ought to be quiet in church and never speak, and give some context to it that. Um, it, it seems to be a in Corinth, especially there seems to be a rather uh, a tendency to have rather raucous gatherings with people speaking in tongues all over the place. And uh, I think we're looking at a situation where men and women were seated in different sec sections in the ancient world, and um, the the being silent is not you can never speak because back in First Corinthians eleven it says if a woman prophesies it assumes that there will be prophecy, but here it's the, it's sort of a boisterous asking of questions and irreverent, you know, women who are gathered in a section disrupting the service by talking loudly and asking questions. This does not, in the larger context, New Testament um, um, suggests that, that, that women don't have a place of ministry and, and speaking, prophesying, using their gifts in, in submission to the spirit and, and the whole church in the church. So I, I think we need to be aware of that because that, that verse can be taken a little bit uh, out of um, context. 
And maybe just one closing note on that whole passage about prophecy and the chaos of the Corinthian church and, and all the spiritual activity is St. Paul makes a big point on, about prophecy uh, and prophesying. And um, this is because this is how the word of God is proclaimed to a congregation, both the general sense of the word, you know, the, the, the truths of God, you know, the incarnation, the Trinity, but also what God is saying to you today. And Corinth became a little bit too chaotic. And this is some of the dangers of excessive emphasis on speaking in tongues and all this kind of stuff. There's also a danger the other way where the church goes, just becomes routine and rote and stays firm, but never really hears the word of God. So this idea of prophesying it prophesying is um, it's important for every congregation to hear the word of God, not just in the general sense of reciting the creed, but to hear what God is saying to us now, both to us, each individual and to church and life and mission. So that gift of prophesying, prophesying is really important. And the various voices in the church that bring that message to the church are very important as well. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with all evermore. Amen.
Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful Friday, everybody.